Hello everyone, welcome to episode number 45 of Starting to Know Business Podcast with your host and your friend Ishu Singh. If you're listening to this podcast for the very first time, Starting to Know Business is all about business and only about business. If you're someone who is interested in running your own business, then this podcast is for you. If you're running a scaling company, you want to scale it even further. This podcast is for you. If you are running a scaled company and you want to learn from other leaders, this is definitely a podcast for you as well. And I'm really thankful for the repeat listeners who are listening to this podcast for the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh time, countless times. Thank you so much for choosing this podcast in your entrepreneur journey. Thank you so much. This podcast, your podcast was ranking among the top globally top 10% podcast in the entrepreneurship area or the sector or the segment. Thank you so much for your support and keep on listening to this podcast. This really means a lot. If you want to learn even further, if you want to contribute to starting to know, if you want to get interviewed there as well, get in touch via info at the rate starting to know.com and someone will get back to you for sure. If you want to learn about in-depth topics, like if you want to learn about SEO, if you want to learn about marketing, digital marketing, anything in-depth, not superficial, in-depth, then go to startingtoknow.com, which is evolution of this podcast. So it's a digital magazine you can go there, learn more about it. If you want to learn more about me specifically, go to issuesing.com and learn more about me. And you can send me a message there as well and we can get in touch. In this episode, I have Henry Das with me. Henry started his first business in 1991. Okay, this is 2021. 2022 is nearby. So you can calculate the number of years that's between 1991 and 2021. As he started his first business in 1991, after that, he never stopped. Henry never stopped. Henry kept on doing other businesses like e-commerce, finance, real estate, publishing books even. He has written a 432-page book on financial knowledge. Right now, Henry is providing coaching to other entrepreneurs the learnings, the, the things that he has learned from his career, he's now passing on over to other entrepreneurs who are struggling, who are facing the problems in their in the journey and trying to overcome that barrier. Henry is helping those entrepreneurs to go, to go even further, overcome the hurdles, and in order to know more about Henry, you have to listen to this podcast episode. This is going to be the episode if you want to learn about coaching. Are you coachable? When do you need a coach? Do you even actually need a coach? So without even waiting for one more second, Let's welcome Henry. Hi, Henry. Welcome to the pod. Nice to be here, Ishu. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. 
let's start from the very first question I always ask, like, what do you do at DAS Knowledge? What do I do? Um, for the last 10 years, I have been an entrepreneurial coach. So I coach folks, um, not necessarily startups, but usually um, uh, early stage, uh, kind of leveling up to try to get to that magic million dollar number. But you know, I've coached people. I have a client now that's probably up to 15 million. So it's kind of the sweet spot. Um, yeah, but kind of a kind of a mid-range entrepreneurial enterprise is um, really sort of my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, got it. And I've heard that you have also launched a book. Um, can you share something about that book, starting with the name? Oh, yeah, sure. The book is called FQ Financial Intelligence. Uh, I wrote it a couple of years ago. Um, I actually built it as a course. So it, it's a 20 week course. I sort of backed into the book uh, after I had tested the course with a dozen people and was ready to launch. A few people, including my wife, said, you know what, you should turn this into a book, um, which I did. And I actually mm -hmm. give it away for free. So if you go to DOS Knowledge or if you just go to henrydoss.com right there, you know, my personal web page right there on the front is a link to download the book uh, for 100% off. It's a pretty good discount. <laughs> it is free, huh? So which is great. I wanted to ask you, like, so you mentioned about the book name and the course. So uh, who's, who can learn from this book? Basically, what is your target audience? Well, I, I'm always I'm always um, reticent to say anyone because sometimes when you say anyone, people hear no one, right? Because mm -hmm. there's nothing that's just universally appealing to um, to people, and I, and it's really true. It, it, I'd say that's true of the book. It really depends on where you are in your life because uh, I cover everything. You know, my tagline is everything you need to know from your first savings bond to your last will and testament. So if you're 25 years old, there's going to be a lot of stuff in there that's way off in the distance. Like how much do you really need to know about Social Security, which uh, for your Canadian listeners is, you know, the American version of a, of a social safety net, which you're not eligible for until you're 62. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're if you're if you're young, you know, a lot of stuff can change. It's still important to be conversant in it and have an idea but you're not going to be making tactical decisions about it for a couple of decades. But I think it's important to know, have a well-rounded understanding of all of the, the levers that go on money-wise, even if, even if they're not pertinent to you right now. Mm -hmm. I think it makes sense. Um, and I talk a lot about risk, you know, managing your risks, uh, which I think is the most important takeaway of the book. Um, you know, don't get diluted don't fall in love with returns without really considering what the risks risks of investments are, I guess, in, in a simple phrase. Mm -hmm. So Doss, like, I'm going to go to the source of your knowledge, like how this all started from, can you share something about your journey? Like how you acquired sure. this amount of knowledge? Well, if we go all, if we put the way back machine to the 1970s when I was in high school, um, that's when I bought my first stock. Um, wow. My parents always traded stocks. They always believed in the stock market. Um, my dad, I, my dad used to sit at the kitchen table 
with these printed books made by a company called Value Line, which uh, is actually still in business. In fact, one of my clients who's a software development just picked up Value Line as one of his clients, which I thought was very, you know, he's kind of nostalgic about that. Mm -hmm. They would print stock charts, the kind that you get now on the internet in real time. I mean, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a trader and I have the stock charts up, you know, from the moment the market opens till the moment it closes, uh, I have them open, even though I'm not necessarily actively trading. So he would do that. Um, if you think about it, it's really kind of funny because by the time it's printed and sent down on a monthly basis, the data is kind of old. Gives mm -hmm. you an idea of, of how markets moved back in the day. They didn't move anywhere near as swiftly um, as they did. You know, they were kind of an ocean liner as opposed to a speedboat. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I was a fundamental trader. I learned how to do that. And then over the course of the last, basically, you know, whatever, 40 something, almost 50 years, uh, I learned about lots of other things, bonds, real estate, currencies. I started a half a dozen companies. So I know how to, how to make money as an entrepreneur, you know, truly actively investing in your own future. Uh, I learned it organically. And then I was at a conference uh, with a bunch of um, uh, entrepreneurs, location independent businesses, digital nomads in uh, Thailand of all places. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, I was at a mastermind table with um, a group of coaches, and we talked about our, you know, our Jim Collins big hairy audacious goal. And mine was to, to kind of do a brain dump of all my knowledge, and uh, teach people that. And so I did it. You know. Ooh. Cool. Um, yeah. Cool. Set a goal and executed it. How's that for a kick in the head? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great story. You mentioned the point coaching is um, in the DAS knowledge. You mentioned like the, you provide the coaching to the entrepreneurs. I'm going to ask you the fundamental question. I think that it's essential for everybody to know, like, why would someone need the coaching? A uh, great, great, great question. Um, and you know what? I wish there was some universal answer to it, but I will tell you, having coached, you know, scores of people, if I look back on what drove them to make that first phone call, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what it starts with. Ooh. You go to my website, you click a button at the top that says, get my help, and you schedule a half hour strategy session, and we talk. We get to know each other. We get a sense of what your problem is. Um, and you have a problem. You may not know what it is, but there's something either waking you up at night or a thought in the back of your head that says something's not right. And you can't really put your finger on it. And for everybody, it's going to be something different. It could be something as simple as I can't scale, right? I had a client a few years ago. His business had done well. He'd be actually gotten to be a million dollar business like 15 years prior, and he was still that million dollar business. He just could not grow at all. Yet, he had a perfectly good business that was throwing off a, a decent income for him. But he was kind of stuck, right? Mm -hmm. And he wanted more, right? That's, a, that's one example. So how are we going to get to the next level? Uh, in other cases, it might just be this gnawing thought that I'm really, you know, I, that, that, what I've really done by creating a business is 
is essentially giving myself a job that I can't quit. A lot of entrepreneurs run into that situation. I can't take a decent vacation because if I go away, everything will fall apart, right? Things were better when I worked for somebody else because I, I was free to kind of go about my business, come in at nine, leave at five or walk away, mm-hmm. right? So you're the, the, the impetus that will get you to pick up the phone and schedule that first strategy session will vary from person to person, right? Mm-hmm. But you'll know it. You'll know that there's something that's going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just got to get off your butt and make that first step. And I'm not saying I'm the be all and end all as far as coaches go. Uh, there's a zillion coaches out there. But one thing that I will not do is spend five seconds convincing you that you need a coach. I won't even waste my time with that at all. Mm-hmm. Not for a second. You got to know that you need some help before you come to me. And the only thing you're trying to figure out is whether I'm the guy that can help you. Because if Mm -hmm. it ain't me, it's going to be one of a thousand other coaches, 10,000 coaches out there. Because I'll tell you that there are no barriers to entry to being a coach. Anybody can, can just one day wake up and say, I'm a coach. You know, I've met coaches who are diet coaches and sports coaches. I even had a coach who only coaches coaches, right? (laughs) Try saying that three times fast, right? So very, very easy for somebody to come out there, but that doesn't mean that anybody's any good at what they do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Henry, like this question, are you, so when, when like I'm talking about you or like as an industry as well, when someone is doing the coaching, does that mean like you're coaching the entrepreneur or you you're coaching in a sense that you are solving the problem that the entrepreneur is facing at that particular moment? Yes. Yes. And yes, you're coaching the entrepreneur, but every so often you are faced with what I call the problem of the week. Right. Hmm. Um, We face that all the time. Now, what we don't want to have is hopscotching from problem to problem to problem. Problems are going to come up that are going to require expertise and having having run a whole bunch of organizations, my com- one of my competitive advantages to these other nameless, faceless coaches is I've actually run a whole bunch of businesses. So it's rare that I see a problem, a specific tactical problem that I haven't seen before or at least rubbed up against is something similar. Um, but that's not the primary objective here. The goal isn't, I'm not a consultant. You're not hiring me to figure out why your sales and marketing is not working, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about strategic, building a strategic framework for your company, but more importantly, for you as the entrepreneur, you are going to have strengths and you're going to have weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm. Um we want to play up to all of your strengths and try to minimize your weaknesses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The entrepreneur who thinks he's going to spend a lot of time becoming an expert on every little thing that has to go on in a business is, is kidding themselves. And I've met people like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not going to be, no matter how great you are, you're not going to be an expert on every little thing. You're just not. 
But I tell you what, anything that you need for your business, I guarantee you there are scores and scores and scores of people out there that you can hire who are super experts on that little thing and who eat, sleep, and drink that whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. So that you don't have to do it. You just have to pay them to do it and manage them. But before you can do any of those things, you need to have a strategic framework for where it is you're going with your business, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's an old, there's an old idiom that says, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. Mm -hmm. And do you think all the entrepreneurs are coachable? No. (laughs) (laughs) I love what a great question that one is. Oh my God. That you took the words right out of my mouth because that is the one thing that I request of people um, is that they, they just be, be coachable. And some people just aren't, they really aren't. They may come to you well-intentioned. They may know that they, that they need help, but they can't get out of their own way. Mm-hmm. They just can't. And again, I, I'm, I'm, um, you know, I'm a New Yorker. I, I don't suffer fools. Mm-hmm. I really don't. So if you're trying to kid kid yourself or kid me, try again. Right. <laughs> I've been around, I'm 62 years old. I've been around the block. And frankly, I'm not going to waste my time with people who are not committed to doing this. And I've seen it a lot. I've seen, I've noticed a trend that um, just like six months into our engagement, just as we're really getting into the heart of things, Mm. people bail. The fight or flight mechanism in their brain kicks in because nothing changes if nothing changes. And the goal of hiring a coach better be to change some things because if everything was working beautifully, what do you need the coach for? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. True. True. So you're basically saying that the old habits come back like after a certain amount of time. So like, well, they, they, they will, if you don't stay, stay vigilant, there's no mm-hmm. question about it as human beings, there's a tendency to, I'll use, I'll use the stock stock trading phrase, which is um, stocks always come back to value, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'll be overpriced for a little while and then they'll pass value and then they'll be underpriced for a while if you follow a stock chart. But eventually they always come back to value. And you, whether it be an entrepreneur or whatever it is that you're trying to do, I'm a golfer. So I use I use a, a golf analogy, hmm. right? You have a certain amount of muscle memory. So a few years ago, my golf game was terrible and I hired a coach and What I discovered, which was really, really interesting, is that the hardest part of it was not learning the new swing. It Mm. was unlearning the old one. Mm. And when it comes to entrepreneurship, it's the same thing. You're going to come in as a particular being with strengths and weaknesses and maybe a, a pretty good functional business, but you're dissatisfied with something that's going on, which is why you hired the coach to begin with. And then you're going to work on that. And it's going to require you to do things that you're not used to doing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And you're going to resist that. I call it very simple resistance. It's like a psychological term. And I'm mm-hmm. not a psychiatrist and I know enough to be dangerous. And I, I don't hold myself out as a shrink in any way, but there's a certain level of psychology to coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to resist. I'm going to have to call you out when you're resisting. 
I'm just going to have to. It's going to be uncomfortable. Hmm. Learning that new golf swing was uncomfortable. Every molecule of my being wanted to go back to doing the things the way that I was doing it because that's what I was comfortable with. Hmm. And the coach's job is to say, well, if comfortable was working, again, why are we here? You're going to have to be uncomfortable. And after a certain period of time, that discomfort gets to a tipping point with people where they got to make a decision. Am I really committed to doing this? And what do they do? A lot of times they bail. They just do. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, my coaching practice, if you want, a lot of coaches will, will insist on 30 days notice or 60 days notice. I learned that when I did my, my coaching training and we were, you know, I spent a year doing coaching training, spent a lot of money to learn the, the rules of coaching and how all that works and how to write up a contract and do all that stuff. My contract says, if you want to leave, you leave. You don't have to give me any notice because if you don't want to be here, I don't want you here. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. that's tough. It's a tough love approach, but you know what? It works. <laughs> Someone's going to have to call you out and it's going to be me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Got it. And, which sector and henry like what do you think like which sector is having the hardest problems to solve like if someone because i i think nowadays you might be seeing a lot of tech entrepreneurs right because that oh, yeah. is the mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. so it's a, it is the golden age of entrepreneurship now the barriers to entry at all sorts of businesses have been stripped away the 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 um preponderance of of um high speed internet which mm. I believe hit critical mass in 2010. Mm. Um, so for the last basically 11 years, it has been open season for entrepreneurs. You want to start a business, you can do it and you can do it really cheaply. There are thousands of SaaS products that you can pay you know, $7 a month to do something that you need to do in your business, where before it would have been some ridiculous thing. You know, I use a bunch of them. My contracts, I use a thing that costs $13 a month, you know, like a DocuSign thing, mm. right? To do my scheduling, I use Schedule Once. I think it costs me $20 a month. Mm. Um, makes, I mean, all of you knit these things together. If you wanted to start an FBA business, right? A fulfilled by Amazon business, mm. you've got a gigantic marketplace of, of millions of people to buy your product. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just, you go and do it, mm-hmm. right? True. Very, 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 very simple ways to get yourself into business. But it's, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy once you, once you get it set up. It's not like you're printing money in your basement, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There are going to be challenges and it's tough to do it alone. It just is. I know I speak from experience. True. True. Yeah, of course. Uh, business is always full of challenges, risks. You have to follow the mitigation strategies, like avoid and this and that. Like, of yep. course, um, it comes with with time. And I feel that you know, if if someone wants to cut the time and learn from someone else's experience, I think coaching can be a good option, right? It's a fantastic option. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, you can find it. You can find a mentor. Look, you can read a lot of books, but if books were good enough, we could just close all the schools and lay off all the teachers, <laughs> save ourselves a ton of money in property tax. Um, you know, books are fine, but there is no substitute for 
a, um, you know, a strong nurturing relationship, especially a one-on-one relationship with someone that's a trusted advisor that can help you um, to manage around your blind spots, let's say. Mm. You know, I talk about some, with some entrepreneurs, they're, they're visionaries, they're blue skies. So I have to put their blinders on to get them to focus. And other people are so focused on, on, you know, the nose in front of their face that they're missing the big picture. So I have to strip their blinders off. And mm. then there's everything in between. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Hey, can you share like some insights about the, like the biggest problem that you might have noticed in the entrepreneurs? Like initially you mentioned um, about the point, the delegation of the duties entrepreneur like that particular individual wants to be be all like master of everything um, do you think like delegation is the biggest problem that you might have noticed um in in different entrepreneurs or what do you think like is there something else um that that early, is early early stage delegation is an issue because the entrepreneur hmm. is the chief cook and bottle washer they're running around like a chicken with no head I know because I've done it and they're trying to save money. And the idea is they, 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 they develop this sort of false economy sense. I don't have money to pay for somebody else. So I'll just do it myself without realizing that there's an opportunity cost there. Their time is costing the company money, whether they care to admit it or not. Hmm. People think that they work for free. Right. How many people have you met if you've talked to entrepreneurs who haven't drawn a salary? I've met entrepreneurs who say everything's great, but I haven't drawn a salary in five years. Uh, mm. Well, then how can everything be great? <laughs> This is my mm. first question. Right. Yet you'll you'll know you may even have listeners who are saying that to themselves. Well, you know, you're right. I really haven't taken any. Money. But you know what they say? Well, I'm putting the money back into the company and I'm growing it. Okay. Great. So what is your strategy for at some point extracting some money out of this company? Right. Do you have one? Mm. Mm. Oh, well, I'll sell it to somebody and they'll give me a big pile of money. Really? You don't think when they do their, do their due diligence, they're going to notice that the owner hasn't taken any money out of this company. Mm. I've done due diligence on companies, kind of a red flag. Because if I'm going to buy this company, I'm buying it to make money. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. In other words, like basically the, the, the person might be thinking like, uh, if I'm not taking $100,000 per year. Um, so by the end of like, after five years, I'm going to take $500,000 <laughs> at once. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice if that were the case? You find me somebody on the planet, maybe one of your listeners can email me and tell me that, you know what, Henry, I did that, right? I would love to find the exception that proves the rule. I have yet to see that at all. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just haven't. <laughs> okay, okay. Probably because probably because it doesn't exist. Um, yeah, there are stories of people who have blown up a business in 18 months and sold it to a hedge fund. And, hmm. you know, look at something like Instagram, you know, selling it for billions of dollars. Yeah, there are exceptions, right? Hmm. There are. Um, but for every one of those companies, there's 10,000 that tried to do that and failed and cratered and lost all their money. 
right? Mm. Are you that one special person? Maybe, maybe you are. Mm. But most of us, myself included, are just kind of, you know, grinding it out a little bit, right? I've had to grind through companies, have, you know, it can be a grind. Um, mm. And you don't want it to be. You want it to be fun. I tell people you should be having fun. You really should. If you're mm. having fun, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. So you got to ask yourself fundamental question is what I'm doing fun or did I just create something and now I'm stuck with it? Mm. Yeah. I think like when this kind of feeling will start coming in anyone's mind, like I'm stuck, like why I started this, like I was loving this before, but now it's, it's it, it has become more so of like a headache. I think there is a problem then, right? I think yeah, so. Of course there is. Yeah, you, mm. you're, maybe your expectations were wrong when you started. Mm. Right, read the E-Myth, right? Michael Gerber's, you know, legendary book, the E-Myth, right? Sally, Sally makes pies and then everybody says, oh, Sally's pies are so terrific. And Sally decides to make a pie making business, right? She goes commercial and then a year later, she, Sally hasn't baked a pie at all because she's busy dealing with AR and AP and hiring people. She's in the pie business, very different being in the pie business and bacon pies, right? Mm. If you want to be a hobbyist, be a hobbyist, right? Mm. You know, I've worked with people who are what we call entrepreneurs, right? People who want to be entrepreneurs. In fact, I had a call with one a few months ago. I said, he's been running his business as a side hustle and working a day job. I said, how long have you been doing that? Five years, really? five years do i have to hire a proctologist to come and and surgically remove the fence post before you <laughs> turn this into a real business i mean seriously you're talking to me about wanting to be a real business what were you doing the last five years <laughs> right? that's someone who will never launch they will never leave the cocoon of working in cubicle world so that's a fundamental question you need to ask yourself if you're out there as a entrepreneur are you ever going to have the intestinal fortitude to leave a cushy or maybe even a not so cushy day job for the the risk and the uncertainty of being an entrepreneur. Great. If you can't say hell yeah to that question, I got nothing for you. Mm -hmm. Great, Andrew. Like this, this, this is a great question, and I'm. I think like. uh we gonna leave people here with this question and if they got the answer they can get in touch with you directly via the website right sure go and, ahead lay it on me what you got <laughs> where can we learn more about you and your business if someone wants to get hit that oh. button yeah well if you go you can go to henry das h-e-n-r-y-d-a-a-s.com that's my my personal site that has you know all my business stuff and and my personal stuff too and mm -hmm. a link for my book and links to my screenplays i've written 11 screenplays i do that for fun you know pictures from my golf trips um mm -hmm. you know, all my stupid stuff uh my main site is dasknowledge.com and you can go there um and i'm happy to talk to people although i'll be honest with you i'm not taking on any new clients right now mm -hmm. so um I always reserve the right to, um, you know, it, it, I said that um, 
Uh, I turned 62 in July and I announced that. And as soon as I announced it, three, <laughs> three people said they wanted me to be their coach. <laughs> My wife laughed. She said, yeah, well, that's what happens. As soon as you tell people that, that, that they can't have you, they want you. I'm like, all right, <laughs> who knew? Uh, but I'm happy to talk. Um, you know, I offer people, I offer a month of free coaching to any podcast listener. So if you go to podcast.dosknowledge.com or if you go on my blog and click on the link, I do do that. And from time to time, people sign up and I'll, I'll spend, you know, I'll do, I'll do a month's worth of sessions. You know, I'll do four half hour sessions with people and we can talk about business. We can talk about money. We can talk about what ails you. Um, it's not really a lead magnet. It's mm-hmm. just an opportunity for me to, um, you know, sort of give back to the, to the podcast listeners out there. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Henry. Thank you so much for coming to this part today. This really means a lot. I love being here. It's great. Nice to talk to you. Thank you, Thank you Henry.